Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to Jose Cruz as he's connecting people across the world today. He'll be engineering the show. You know, have you taken time to join the I Work For Him Nation? Have you stepped back, just gone out to iWorkForHim.com, clicked on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and made the commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. I just want to challenge you. When you start to pray for the people that you work with, your life will never be the same and neither will theirs. When you open up your heart to be willing to be a minister in your workplace, what's amazing is what you will see God do in your own heart as he transforms the way you think. We talk about it every day, but Romans 12:2 reminds us Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Every day on I Work Friend, we try to talk about subjects, content that will challenge the way we think about rejecting the world's prepositions, propositions, presumptions about life, and talk about the biblical worldview to things. Today, we're going across the world. About two months ago, I got re- it's, one of my listeners reached out to me from across to the other side of the globe, from Thailand. And he had found out about us. I'll let you tell him that story and said, Jim, I want to join the I Work For Him Nation. And I said, wait a minute, how did you even find out about I Work For Him? And you're going to hear that story today as we welcome martial arts expert, missionary, Daniel Crudock Docto from San Francisco calling in because he's not he couldn't call in from Thailand, but he's in San Francisco or Northern California today. Daniel, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you so much, Jim. You know, it, it's an amazing story when I see uh, God connect people around the world as He is the ultimate networker. I want people just, I always ask this story or ask this question of everybody, how is Christ making a difference in your life today? But I'm going to wait for that one because I really want people to hear about how in the world did you hear about I work for him from the mission field in Thailand? Well, we have uh, been involved in Thailand for 10 years now this month. And we've always been involved as Apostle Paul was as a tent maker in his missions trips. We were always trying to work and support ourselves at the same time. And that's actually how we got to Thailand. And now many organizations like YWAM, and we're connected with FMI, Foursquare Missions International, and they're starting to realize that BAM, B-A-M, businesses, missions, 
is the way to go, that us missionaries should really enter and get into our cultures and communities by working and, and doing that type of connection. So your ministry totally caught my eye, and it was awesome just hearing what you guys are doing there. But how? How did we catch your eye? I mean, literally, we're on the other side of the globe, and, and it's not like I'm broadcasting live in Thailand, although I know I'm heard on iHeartRadio, but how in the world did you hear about me? Um, through Facebook, I saw your website, on, and again, God directs our steps. <laughs> That's for sure. He really does. All right, so let's just take a step. We're going to hear your whole testimony today, but let's just let's just take a step back and just tell, how you've got about a, a minute or so, a couple of minutes. How is Jesus Christ making an impact in your life today? <laughs> how is he not? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, he... I'm a broken person, and God just uses me despite myself. And as He uses me, He uh, heals me and allows me to touch those who need to be healing and want to understand the number one promise of heaven. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. And the healing, it's amazing. And that's what I talk about. We, we had a lunch today. We have a Christian Chamber of Commerce right here in Tampa Bay. We had a meeting today. People can find out more about the Christian Chamber of Commerce in Tampa Bay at c3tb.org. And our conversation at the lunch table after the speaker was, you know, we got to defend our faith, but really we don't need to defend our faith. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate defender of our faith. And when we just talk about the amazing yes, yes. healing and restoration work in our own lives, people can't i mean they can't refute the work that christ has done in our lives yes our testimony i just gave a testimony about my experience um with the king of thailand he's been ruling thailand for 70 years he's the longest ruling reigning king in world history and the thai people absolutely love him worship him and call him his father and through that the King of Kings asked me, do you worship me, His Majesty, the King of Kings, like these Thai people worship their king? And God used Thailand to really teach me about His Majesty. And that's kind of how God does things. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm a missionary in Thailand, wanting to reach the Thai people for Him, and He uses the Thai people to teach me about majesty. Yeah, it's incredible because most of us have not grown up under a king. All right, so you've been you've been special forces, you've been an officer in a federal prison, you're a martial arts champion, and I'm not sure how to pronounce the version of martial arts that you teach. How is that pronounced? It's called Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Okay, Muay Thai. So you're a Muay Thai champion, and there's all kinds of videos all over YouTube that are featuring you, which is amazing. You're like super famous on YouTube. You have more videos out there than I do. How in the world, at what point in life did Christ intervene your life? Well, I opened up Conquered Kickboxing Club that taught Muay Thai, but most people are more familiar with the word kickboxing. But the Thailand word for it is Muay Thai, and they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. In fact, the Muay Thai champions and trainers are in charge of the Ministry of Education in Thailand, the government school system, because they've been the teachers from the very beginning of time. 
So I, I really didn't know that. I learned it when I was in Thailand. But I, we opened a gym to reach out to young uh, gangbangers and stuff in the Concord, California area. We had the gym from 1990 to 2004, and one of our first instructors uh, received Christ on that day. And we just used it as ministry, and it's been absolutely amazing. So talk to me about where talk to me about where Christ intersected all that because you're you're still a, you're still a, a Muay Thai a champion you're still training you're still you're still promoting you're still built like a Mack truck okay. uh, but how how did Christ intersect in all of that? So uh, we closed our gym in 2004. My wife and I were in new careers. I was working at San Quentin State Prison as a police officer. My wife is in real estate. And I did a, uh, my first serious missions trip in 2004. I went to the Philippines and saw some amazing things. And then I visited Thailand. And I never thought of being a missionary in Thailand, but I went there. My friend said, you should at least go one time. And I landed in Ao Nang Gabi, which is southern Thailand. It's about two hours from Phuket on the mainland. And I'm... I'm just a typical white boy from California, even though I look brown. And I'd never been in an area like Thailand. The people that I met, the village people that I met there, I met people that didn't... You met the village people? You met the village people in Thailand? Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not those village people? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I met those people. And, uh, and I was in an area where people didn't care about America. They didn't know where America was because it's all about Thailand and their sport of Muay Thai. So I got connected with this village. Um, I was in southern Thailand in December 2004, and I went home for Christmas. And 26 December, the tsunami had covered many of the islands uh, where I was at. So I actually I was really upset with God and told him, man, there's no Christian ministry here. The area is 80% Muslim, 20% Buddhist, and zero Christian. What are you doing, God? Send some missionaries here. And then I heard that still loving voice, and he said, I'm sending you. And I said, okay. <laughs> so uh, I uh, came back, told my wife, miracle after miracle happened. We sold everything in America, left our three kids, left our four grandkids, and moved to Thailand. And Muay Thai has been our number one connection since then. In 2010, we got to celebrate Christmas in a Muslim village that no Thai Christians have ever been in. And we were in that village learning Muay Thai. So we went to that village with gloves on. And after you kick and punch each other, you become friends and family really quick. And they let us, allowed us to share Esau, the Jesus of Islam, and to celebrate Christmas with him. That's one of the greatest things that I've ever been a part of. Well, talk to me about what that was like. I mean, I understand the, hey, kick and punch, and eventually you can be friends, because that's what boys do growing up. you got to beat each other up. <laughs> so you're, you're saying that's actually part of the culture, though, is... It is you know you get to punch and you know do a little martial arts uh, you know as we call it kickboxing you call it muay thai you use that as an inroad to share the gospel 
Yes. And uh, I didn't come up with that. God just used it, and we couldn't believe on how much favor we had with the people. And even people calling me crew, Doc, crew means Thai, and I mean, crew in the Thai language means teacher. So me just being known as the Muay Thai teacher and as a foreigner gives me great influence in my area. And uh, they, they've been doing it from forever. Um, our 10-year-olds, we have some 10-year-olds in South Thailand that already have 100 ring fights. It's just a big part of their culture. Um, we've gone out into villages and country areas, and you see a ring. You're just seeing a ring in the middle of the jungle, and it's it's just a big part of their culture. It's unbelievable. So talk to me about what that Christmas celebration was like. You're saying you got to introduce Jesus based on the fact that the Muslims actually talk about Jesus. They say he was a great prophet. He just wasn't the greatest. He was a prophet, not the great prophet. They don't recognize that he was the son of God. How, how do you? Yeah. How did you make that transformation, bringing Jesus into the conversation at Christmas time? Well, in Thailand, everyone's some religion, so religious questions going to come up. You're you're either Buddhist, you're either Muslim or Hindu, and then so we finally told them we're Christians, and so they're going, "Oh, you guys are followers of Isa, which is Jesus is one of the great five prophets of Islam, like you just said, and and our our, our Muslim Thai family friends." They only know, like, five commandments of Islam that they have to do. There's basic five commandments they have to do. In Thailand, there's also a basic five Buddhist commandments that you have to do because they cannot read the Quran. So it's just like old Catholic days. You know, you just got to trust your teacher and your priest that they're actually telling you what the Bible actually says. So... They also know that their teachers say, yeah, you should know and understand um, about Esau, about Jesus, and also he's the greatest healer. If you need healing, you can pray to Esau, and he might heal you. So there's some amazing connections there, and and honestly, I had no idea that God was going to use this in my life. So let's step back a little bit and talk about the transition from you closing your kickboxing school, your Muay Thai school in, in you said, Concord, California, and you and your wife getting, you went off to Thailand, you, you visited with some people, and you came back, and that was right after the tsunami with the 250,000 people were killed that day. Uh, and, yeah. and the Lord says, I'm going to send you, Daniel, I'm going to send you, Crew Doc, to back to Thailand. <laughs> You know, you, you said you left your kids. Well, obviously, they weren't teenagers. They were grown adults when you, you and, and uh, Zena left your children. How hard was that? Uh, <laughs> so I heard the Lord's voice in 1981. I was actually driving, and he told me he was the love that I was looking for. So I haven't been the same since. And then I went to a big big Billy Graham and Bill Bright Campus Crusade meeting in 1983 was called KC83. And um, it was, one of the themes was get mad, make a difference in our world, get mad. And, and Billy Graham and Bill Bright were saying, okay, we challenge you college students to just sacrifice your life, go to the mission field, and don't pursue the American dream. And so at that time, 
I got a call to be a missionary, and I didn't do a I didn't do a serious missions trip until 2004, which is if you can do the math, is 21 years later. So when I was in Thailand and God talked to me again, I I said yes. I finally said, "Send me, Lord." And uh, and the way that you get in Thailand, you have to have a sponsor. It's very difficult. You have to have a visa, a way to stay in Thailand. And I talked to a very wealthy Muay Thai sport equipment maker. He was making a big resort for Muay Thai fitness. And I asked him, God gave me special favor, to meet with this millionaire and saying, hey, my wife can help you manage this resort if you sponsor us as missionaries. He's a non-believer. <laughs> and he said, yeah, sure, sure, Doc. I'll get back to you in a couple months. I'm doing many things. I have businesses all over the world. I'll get back to you. Send me your resume. So I get back on a Saturday, and I sent my resume on a Sunday. And then the next Tuesday, his right-hand man calls me and says, when can you come to Thailand? So he said, send me a, a resume, your your information, and, you know, I'll get back to you in about three or six months. So I send it on a Sunday. He gets back to me on a Tuesday, and his right-hand man, his secretary, said, hey, when can you move to Thailand? So... Again, I've, I've been working for three years at San Quentin State Prison as a police officer, and I told my wife, I go, I'm, I'm saying yes to the Lord. I, I've been saying no for so many years, so I'm going. And uh, she was working in real estate at that time, making over $10,000 a month, and she's going, well, the Lord hasn't released me from my job. And I'm like, I know, honey, I know I have to go. I don't know how it's going to work out. So Wednesday, the next day, she goes back to work, and she gets laid off. And uh, she was in a big, you know, um, they had an L.A. lawyer there, and she says, hallelujah. And they're like, well, <laughs> you're getting laid off. How come you're saying hallelujah? And she says, the Lord has answered our prayers. We're moving to Thailand. And so it took a while, and we actually sold our house a week before the market crashed in Northern California. Five of our family friends all lost their houses during that recession, and uh, we had money to sponsor us in Thailand for many years. And it's just been one miracle after another, and that's how God does things. It's despite me. <laughs> so talk about this. You're, you're, so, so the Lord, as he always does, when he calls us, he equips us, and he took yeah. you and said, listen, I'm going to send you to Thailand. Let me dot the I's and cross the T's for you. He takes care of everything, and he says, okay, but you're going to need to say goodbye to your kids, and and you and Zena are really living in a lot of faith here because it's one thing living in Northern California. It's another thing living in a village <laughs> in Southern Thailand. Yes. It was a big step of faith, but again, I've been saying no for 20 years, and uh, again, that's one thing you really do learn as a missionary. You know, we pray every day, Lord, give us our daily bread, and God has been so faithful, man. I just, it's unbelievable. We do serve a God that is good, and yes, He's good all the time, Amen. Um, but He uses all those struggles to make us more like Him. And it's it's unbelievable.
So we keep talking about your wife, Zena. She sounds incredible. How did the Lord connect you with this woman who is now side by side with you, not only as <laughs> wife and mother and grandmother, but now missionary in Thailand? And where did you meet Zena? Actually, we went to school together, and uh, we both had mutual friends, but uh, she never said hi to me. <laughs> and then I saw her again uh, when we were both uh, 24 years old, and uh, we had both become um, more committed Christians. She was a new Christian, growing in Christ, and uh, God showed me the woman that she was going to become, and... Uh, that's kept us together for 28, 27, 28 years now. In fact, um, she just did a, 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 a ladies' uh, conference meeting in Idaho, and she just did one in Vallejo, California. And I was sitting here just watching her speak and watching her teach, and I told her after that, that conference seminar, I go, you are the woman that God told me that you were going to become, and... And, it, and it's just awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And she's also very good at Muay Thai. She knows how to do the knives of Muay Thai, which is the number one cause of blood in Thai fights. She's a small lady, but she can do those elbow strikes. <laughs> do, you, do you ever go Did you ever go head-to-head with your wife in Muay Thai? Um. That's one way that we've kept our marriage together. She would okay. She would always say, "Hey, let's put the gloves on and get in the ring and and just have some fun." And and I would be laughing all the whole time as she's trying to knock me out. So yeah, it's been very constructive for us. <laughs> I have constructive. Okay, so the Lord moves you to Southern Thailand through an amazing set of circumstances. You 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 totally move your whole world. Actually, you sell your whole world. You move with the clothes on your back and probably a few suitcases to southern Thailand. Did Zena yeah. get that job helping run the resort in Thailand? Yeah, we both did. Um, I became a uh, marketing manager for Fairtex Muay Thai in Pattaya, and uh, she was the uh, relations, like human relations, that helped with the foreigners to get used to Thailand and how to do the sport of Muay Thai. And uh, it was just a great connection. In fact, um, I kind of got in trouble for for sharing my Christianity and the gospel a little bit, and uh, they fired me and wanted to keep her. <laughs> so, um, but we both moved down to southern Thailand after a couple years because uh, that was the plan, anyways. And then. Uh, Again, God's been using Muay Thai for our connections with the Thai people. It's just amazing. The old school, especially the older, the elderly, they all have high respect and regard for people who are involved in this sport. It's it's just unbelievable. Hey, we got about a minute and a half to the next break. Talk to us about Thailand, because most of us in the United States of America know of Thailand, but we don't uh, know about Thailand. So it, it, describe it. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it. So Thailand is like Texas with California or Florida at the bottom. It's a really funny-shaped nation. Thailand as a whole promotes 95% Buddhist, 4% Muslim, and 1% Christian. Above Thailand is Burma, Myanmar, China, Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam, all these red Soviet countries. 
who all are persecuting Christians. And then down below Thailand is Malaysia and Indonesia, which is the largest Muslim countries in the world. So Thailand is the neutral, central, I say it's the America of Southeast Asia. All these countries want to be in Thailand because there's good business, better prosperity there. So um, all the um, major ministries to all those persecuted countries all have a ministry base in Bangkok because you have to fly to Bangkok, Thailand, to do outreaches to these other countries. Right. But there's never been a major move in Thailand. So a lot of Christian ministry is going out through Thailand, but we're praying for a move um, in Thailand. And so, yeah, Thailand, um, Thailand's about 70 million people. Bangkok has about 7 million in it. And in our south area, there's about 700,000 people there. How big is Thailand? Just, how big is Thailand, though? Just give people a reference point. It's 70 million people, so really, roughly a, a little like one fifth of the United States population. But how big is it? The size of what state? Um, it's kind of like uh, Texas. What's that big? So it's pretty big. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, well, the land square footage is the same as California. So, okay. All right. but it's just shaped really funny. Okay, all right. So yeah. the Lord calls you there. There's 70 million people. There's 700,000 in the southern area that you're in. Yes, yes. So and uh, one, of our, one of our calls um, is to start the first national Thai church in our area. There is no Thailand church in our area. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> well, talk to me about what that means, because you're using, you've been using your Muay Thai expertise, your martial arts expertise. Both you and Zena have been using that to get an inroad to earn the respect of local elders and the people, because it is such a part of their culture. How how are you using that to start a ministry and get the opportunity to plant the church? It's um, um, so we have one. We actually have six mosques in our area. Some are big, some are small, but the biggest one, I'm actually friends with the Inman there because of Muay Thai. I've been in that mosque two times. They taught me how to pray and stuff. Um, but our Inman actually goes, okay, crew doc, I know you're a Christian, so you can't come in the mosque anymore. And I go, oh, that's fair. And also he told me, by the way, I just want you to know that we're not the type of Muslims that rape and kill people. And his name is Haran. And I say, thank you, crew Haran. I'm glad that you told me that. But again, it's just connections. But when um, I know of three Muslims that have uh, uh, converted to Christianity, and one is a South Thai leader, and all of them got beat. They all had to leave their villages so it's kind of hard to start a church in our area. If we get a convert and they have to leave, we can send them to some refuge cities that we have. But that's the difficulty. But um, I just love it because I know God's going to do something. And I'm just really praying that I could see it and that I can get involved with it when it happens. Are there any other Christian ministries in Thailand? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, actually, YWAM Youth is miss- Missions have been a big part of discipling young people in Thailand, but most of the people are in the north. So we do have a very strong movement in North Thailand. 
Um, cause the Buddhist Buddha, you know, told everyone to seek enlightenment. You should, you should get more answers. And, and the Buddhists do not have a promise of heaven. So the Buddhists are coming to Christ. Um, but I'm in a, a Muslim community. And, uh, again, there's, there's something supernatural is going to have to happen. And I'm just praying to see that happen. Now, you mentioned business as missions, and, and honestly, that's what you're hearing a lot of. People that are, that are in Asia and Southeast Asia, they're using business as missions in order to get an inroad into the culture, into the society. Why don't you explain your perspective on business as missions and how you're using your Muay Thai training to, in that same vein? Well, um, again, we've been sponsored by several people. I actually worked for another resort in the South for a couple years, and then they let me go. It's very difficult for a foreigner to do business in Thailand because it's really set up for tourism. The Thai people, the Thai nation, even the government wants foreigners to come, spend your money, but leave. You can never become a, a Thai a citizen um, so it's very strict in that sense. So we we had to uh, uh, last year uh, we had to find a way to stay in Thailand. So we fully committed to starting a business. Um, our business got denied two times. It looked like we were going to have to come back to America to regroup and get a visa here and go back and try again. And, in fact, we told our kids, it looks like we're coming back. Um, But the next day, our accountant and attorney said, oh, your business is approved. (laughs) So we have a a business now that is Muay Thai Fitness. My wife, wife does health and detox retreats. And, again, it's just connecting us with our community there. And uh, we're going forth with that right now, and that's uh, what we're we're being led to do right now. You know, one of the videos I saw of yours on YouTube was you interacting with, I believe, a group that came over from Idaho to work alongside of you in one of the villages that you're living, I think in your village that you're living in, in in Southern Thailand. What was that all about? Oh, that was amazing. Um, Through... uh, through our connections, um, we're connected with the stadium, the Muay Thai Stadium. Every province, there's 77 provinces in Thailand, and every province is like a county or a state. Um, they all have one major stadium, a Muay Thai Stadium. And so we're connected with the South One, and our stadium is actually the third largest in all Thailand and the host of the South Thailand Championships. So I'm, I'm connected with that stadium and one of the head teachers there brought us and this team into another Muslim area that no foreigners have been. And we got to go there, and they were having a Muslim wedding, so we got to uh, eat all kinds of food from all kinds of areas in that village. And the people just embraced us. And the whole reason they embraced us is because we love their national sport, Muay Thai. And then once they get to see that that our hearts are good, because most of the um, foreigners in Thailand, they're in a tourist mode. You know, you're on vacation. You're in that take mode. We're there to give. We want to be givers and and trying to accept the culture. So they see that our heart is really different. And in Thailand, it's all about your heart. How good is your heart? 
and that's a Buddhist thing too. So that's just some amazing adventures that we've had. <laughs> we just don't know what's going to happen sometimes. It's hilarious. We're talking today with Daniel Docto. He's known as Crew Doc down there in southern Thailand, and, and he's really working in, as a missionary in southern Thailand using his martial arts expertise in Muay Thai to share the gospel with his neighbors, friends, and customers. And I just as you're tuning in today, if you're just tuning in right now, you missed a lot of the story. I'd love to invite you to go back and listen to the archive out there on iWorkForHim.com. Daniel, I want you to talk specifically because people are, there's some people listening today, they're going, wow, I don't know if I want the Lord to call me to Thailand, but yet you're getting to do what you love, what you've been gifted in to bring the gospel to a place that the gospel would never be open to unless you were yes. good at what you're gifted in. Yes. So how does it work? Um, how, how do you beat people up and punch them and kick them and then share the gospel? How does that work? <laughs> um. The, the sport Muay Thai is really different from how we understand our fighting sports here, from boxing to MMA to UFC. In fact, a lot of UFC champions are going to Thailand because they have to learn Muay Thai. The next phase of UFC is actually Muay Thai. So there's a great example or, or interest in it. But I, I, I want to say this is that, um, I've, I've spoken and shared in some churches in America, and one of the first things I say, which I totally love your ministry, is I ask people, who are missionaries? And very few people raise their hand. But Charles Spurgeon said, "You, if you're a Christian, you're a missionary. Amen. Many great Christian leaders say that we're all missionaries. And that's why the workplace is our biggest mission field. And And as Christians... I always tell people, you know, just like Jesus, Jesus doesn't do anything unless he hears the Father tell him. And, and your workplace is, is where God has you. So that's your mission field. So that was, again, one reason I really connected with what you're doing. And that's the message that I'm really sharing with people. And, and we're missionaries. That's what we're here. We're aliens. We're foreigners in this land to be missionaries. So how does it work, though? Because you're using martial oh. arts, you're using Muay Thai. No, it's great. Yeah. I, love, I love what you said. But how does yeah. it work? How do, you, how do you get in the ring or teach people how to, how to do Muay Thai? I've never done it. I'm, you know, I always fought you know, when I was a stupid kid before I came to Christ, fought with my yeah. fists and whatever else. But how do, you, how do you get into kickboxing with people, Muay Thai, and then lead them, get an opportunity to share your faith? How does that work? Again, it's just... Um... It's, it's like a fellowship, you know, but we're being really physical, we're giving and taking, and and we're constructively trying to hit and punch and kick each other so we can develop better as a fighter in this ring sport. So again, if, uh, that's again when the Thai people um, experience a foreigner really embracing the spirit and the soul of their, their sport, they see that we're different. And then when they ask us what our difference is, we say it's Jesus Christ. And so it just, again, opens up those doors. I've met missionaries in northern Thailand that have been there for like four years. And in two weeks, I got closer to their Thai community, and they've been there for years. And they're like, how do you do it? And I go, it's, it's the Muay Thai fellowship well we're training with each other throwing each other on the ground you become family 
and, and it's just been a part of their culture forever. So when they see foreigners do it, they know we're really different. And my wife does it too. You know, when they see her doing it, they're like, how's this white girl do this? You know, and, and most of them ask her to fight. They still want her to fight. And she says, no, I don't want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking with Daniel Docto. He's known as Crew Doc in Southern Thailand, and he's using his martial arts expertise to break into the culture, to earn friendships, to become part of the family so he can share the hope that he has in Jesus. Daniel, as I asked you right before the break, to be prepared to share what is your, what's the biggest stressor for you on the mission field, and what is your biggest need on the mission field as you have a business which is teaching Muay Thai to, the, to people in southern Thailand? What is your biggest stressor and biggest need? Um, again, every day I pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers. And, um, again, we were talking about everyone is a missionary, especially in your workplace. So that's really my call, and I first heard that call like that from Mother Teresa. She would always say, come and see. Come and see, and then just obey what the Lord tells you to do. So that's my biggest thing. And prayer. Prayer is so important. Oh my gosh, I mean, we've we've been in a situation, Thailand is a very spiritual, demonic, they, they see ghosts going everywhere. A lot of the village uh, type people are tormented by spirits every night. They have problems sleeping. Um, it's a very spiritual um, place. And and those that are discerning, you feel it. We've gone into areas and we just feel these old spirits. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm asking my wife, did you feel that? She goes, yeah, this is crazy. Um, it's just, you know, that stuff. But um, that's really because we need a breakthrough. You know, we, we need a, a move of God to really start a church or a fire revival movement in the South. And I think, it, I, and I really feel that it will start in the South, because they're real more aggressive people down in the South. And I, I believe that fire will come up from the South to the North, and we're praying for that. All right, let's pray for that right now, and then I'll say goodbye. Father, we just ask you in the name of Jesus yes, and, the Lord. Power, and the power that he, of the blood that he shed on the cross for all of us, Lord, that you get this breakthrough that Daniel and Zena are praying for, Lord, that you would use their, yes, their Muay Thai expertise to make an impact on the kingdom there in southern Thailand, Lord, that you would not only multiply their number, which is by two, but multiply it by dozens and dozens. May some in the yes, north Lord. come to the south to help start that church, and Lord, may many in the villages where Daniel Daniel and Zena R.B. come to Jesus Christ and know the hope that we have in him. Lord, thank you for this missionary. Thank you for this man who heard the call to Northern California and said, Lord, I'm willing to give up it all in order to go serve you where you're calling me. And we ask all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen, my friend. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Thanks so much for being part of the I Work Ram Nation. Thank you so much for listening to the call the Lord has in your life. And we just, uh, you know, stay in touch. Just stay in touch, my friend, okay? Yes, sir. You keep doing the great work you're doing. It really inspires and encourages me, too. All right. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Okay, bye. As we come to the end of another I Work Ram show, I hope you were as inspired as I was by the story of Daniel and Zena as they have just taken the call that the Lord put on their hearts and moved to southern Thailand to use the gifts, talents, and abilities, their passions that the Lord laid on their heart in order to reach people for Christ. What an incredible testimony. If you just tuned in towards the end, you're going to want to go out and listen to the archive. It's a great story. When you go out, when you get home tonight, would you go out to iworkforhim.com? 
Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and join the I Work For Him Nation, just like Daniel did, in southern Thailand. Receive the call on your life that your workplace is your mission field. And that in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Start praying for them right now. Make that commitment to the I Work For Him Nation tonight. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately I know it. I know the truth. I work for him. <laughs>